Hello out there and welcome. My name is Sharon Frosch and I am the Chief Operating Officer of the Discover Your Path You platform where we believe that every life can teach and everyone can grow. To that end, I am also the host of this show, The Connection Sessions, where we bring together practitioners, artists, entrepreneurs, authors, spiritualists, marketers, mentors, and students in an effort to connect to community, learn from each other, and grow. Today I have with me a woman named Heidi Martin who has rather ingeniously combined homeopathy and NLP as a way of creating basically a vision for whole health in her clients. And what she likes to focus on is the importance of empowering our clients to have their own breakthrough, to have their own change, and to own their health. So Heidi, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with us really quickly, how is it that you got into NLP and what was the order? Were you into homeopathy at first and found NLP or did NLP lead you to homeopathy? So homeopathy, um, 2011, I would say I got more, I got into homeopathy and um, one of the, my favorite practitioners is a huge advocate for NLP combined with homeopathy. So it wasn't really my idea. <laughs> it's a, it's a um, neuro linguistic programming is uh, just retraining your brain, digging in and finding out why we think what we think and learning how to think in a, in a better way and, and helping ourselves with it. And homeopathy can be, um, together, they're an amazing tool, but homeopathy is more of a, a practitioner. You take a remedy. Also, another thing about homeopathy that's really great is that through homeopathy, we can um, help our clients explore why they're feeling ill or why they're not do not on track. You know, and then the neurolinguistic programming is. It's very, it's, if used right, it's very clever in just helping the client to, um, to not just identify, but kind of redirect their own thinking. It's pretty cool. So I'm not sure if the rest of the audience is like this, but I know for me, when I think of homeopathy, I kind of think of essential oils and kind of like eye of newt kind of stuff. So yes. what exactly is homeopathy? Homeopathy has been around a couple hundred years. Um, more than a couple hundred years. And um, there was a doctor, a medical doctor, um, Samuel Hahnemann, who was um, very serious about his oath to, the Hippocratic oath to do no harm. Yeah. And so instead of continuing to give um, high material doses of different, like mercury was a, is a good example. A lot of doctors were giving very high doses of mercury and the symptoms would go away and the patient would die. So, you know, it's like, that's not good. So what he um, started doing was taking what the doctors were giving and, um, and diluting it and diluting it and diluting it and diluting it and found no matter how much he diluted it, it worked. And not just that, um, better without the side effects. So um, he diluted it a lot. I mean, we're talking um, in so that they're nanoparticles, somewhere between nanoparticles and energetic, or um, some practitioners, uh, scholars will call a vacuum, creates like a vacuum. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff. So, um, with homeopathy, you go at the um, you go at the uh, symptoms, 
and uh, you, you're looking at symptoms. You're looking at mental symptoms, emotional symptoms, physical symptoms, uh, and in my life, what I do is I'm a whole, certified whole health educator, and we also talk spiritual, environmental, you know, your job. Are you at are you at a good job for you? What's the environment like, whether it be physical or chemical or spiritual or emotional there too? So there's a lot of aspects. It's very holistic. My approach is very holistic. So if somebody were to ask you what the difference is between a placebo and a homeopath and a homeopathic medication, what would your response be? So I'd say that um, homeopathy works for dogs, cats, and babies. So placebo is under the is under the um, impression when you when you talk about placebos, you're under the impression that you know what you're taking and it gives you the thinking, well, it's just going to work, and then it does. But homeopathy works even if it's a, even on plants. I mean, it wow. can't be a placebo if there's yeah. gardeners and farmers that use homeopathy on their farms and their gardens. So that's really impressive. Wow. So I would imagine that that also plays so nicely into NLP and the study of the language of the brain using smaller and smaller doses and then adjusting the thinking of the client towards what's being taken and why it's being taken, like setting up that intentional taking of these homeopathic medications must be extremely powerful. Very often we don't actually tell them what, if they don't want to know, we don't always tell them what they're wow. taking. So, so sometimes that, I mean, I once gave somebody a snake remedy, uh, Lachesis, and she, she is a nurse, so she had to know. And so, so I told her what it was, kind of freaked her out a little, had a lot of dreams about snakes, and I don't know if it was the thinking or the remedy, but yes, if you tell somebody, it can affect it, but if you don't tell them, it still affects them. And sometimes in such a remarkable way, it's like they don't have to know what it is sometimes. It, they usually don't have to know what it is. They, you know, now that we have the internet, they're probably going to look it up. <laughs> Everybody right. has to know everything. But um, I know practitioners that don't, don't tell clients what they're taking unless they absolutely have to know. Wow. So it sounds like homeopathy is in a way tapping into the wisdom of the body. It's what? It's tapping into the wisdom of the body. It does. It, it does not cure anybody. Homeopathy supports our own healing system. And I really think that, you know, okay, there's a difference between allopathy and homeopathy is allopathy forces your body to do such and such or your mind to do such and such. Homeopathy is more of a support. It's just it's more on the ground level and it comes up and supports your own healing and enhances it. So very different than um, er, uh, now um, I do love uh, all the other, you know, naturopathy. They, there's a lot of different things they do. A lot of them do muscle testing and that's real stuff, you know. Um, but um, I say aromatherapy is very real and very authentic. It's just different. And herbal, herbal medicine, there's a crossover. One of my favorite authors is Matthew Wood. And that's really where I got started was in herbs. Um, and he talks a lot about, he uses both homeopathy and herbs depending on the sensitivity of the client and what they're looking or how they present. Wow. Right? So, but the whole idea behind NLP is for me as a homeopath, 
to be able to understand how people are thinking too. It's not just a matter of them figuring it out. That's, it's a good thing, but also for me to be able to like engage with somebody at their, at, at whatever their think, whatever their level of thinking is, how deep it is, how, how they're thinking. Um, he's, uh, his name is Joe Kellerstein, if anybody wants to look him up, and he's an amazing homeopath, amazing, with NLP, he loves NLP. Yeah, that's amazing. So just, I do not know this man, just so you know. <laughs> just so I have this clear, if I'm not mistaken, allopathy is actually like modern medicine yes. or chemistry Medical. to create like, a changing um, body. Yeah, it's more forced. You know, it tells your liver shut down or it tells your liver whatever. Homeopathy is like, all right, very holistic. You know, you're looking at it from the whole body. I'm not going to go in, and 99% of the time, I'm not going to go in with a remedy to address just a liver symptom we're going to talk we're going to figure out what's going on in their mind what where their where their thinking is if they've got any emotional upsets that are not normal for them um, i'm going to be looking at any symptoms that are new that are not normal for them it might be their liver and it might be many other things too so the remedy will point at all kinds of directions it's not a it's not a like you go to a homeopath because you have a liver condition and this homeopath specializes in liver and then they refer you to somebody who specializes in depression and then they that's not how we kind of do everything it's very holistic gotcha. very so holistic. what would the difference be between herbalism and homeopathy so herb is very material um herbs are some of them are really really amazing like herbs like uh for example when i first started um, my, I, my mother told me she had a, uh, a, a herb in her yard called Solomon seal and it's very benign. The Indians, the American Indians were using that and, um, it's actually edible, but we don't need it. And the roots, you dig them up and there's like symptom, there's like a, um, it looks like a gnarly joint, like really arthritic joints is what it looks like the root. And so it points at arthritic joints or knuckles that are swollen or you know what I mean that's the that is the symptom it's a law of similars um so when you look at a herb you're looking at okay this herb looks like a liver so that's probably good for your liver this this um this herb root looks like arthritic joints so it's probably good for your joints and one of the things is I, I took the um, Solomon seal and I made, I met, it's called macerating where you chop it up and you put it in like vodka or rum or whatever you're going to do and you soak it and then you sift it out and you can use that medicinally. And um, my dog was, had really bad problems with her hip and uh, they were going to do surgery. I said, wait, 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 let me try this, you know? So I gave her this Solomon seal and it's been about nine years and she's never had a problem with her hip again. So I just put a little bit in her, in her food every day and uh, she ate it up and now she's still, she's like 11 and she still doesn't limp or, so that's herbs, you know, it's more directed at something in particular or homeopathy is not, it's more like Sharon has a headache that, that feels like hammers, but she also has liver pain. And you look enough symptoms to cover all of that, or at least most of it. Very Gosh. different than direction. Herb, herbs is a lot like allopathy. It's just okay. more gentle, I, I would say. But a lot of the stuff 
you see in the pharmacy came from herbs that were modified so they could patent. So yes. the herb, yeah, it's very similar. Gotcha. So would a client typically come to you for homeopathy first, for NLP first, or is there kind of a, an even amount of both? Homeopathy, probably. Mm -hmm. And then you use NLP to help treat the underlying thought patterns that are going on regarding the symptoms? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That must be such a powerful mix. It's awesome. So how does this mix help to create that sense of empowerment in your client where, you know, where we've discussed where allopathy is kind of forcing the body to do something as well as herbalism, one gentle, one more directly using chemicals or herbs. How does this help to empower the clients into, you know, honoring the wisdom of the body and beginning to look at the way our patterns of thoughts actually manifest sickness in the body? Our, um, a lot of symptoms will come from our thinking, our emotions. Um, a lot of symptoms are brought on by stress, PTSD. Um, and um, I, I've been working with um, brain injury patients and there's a lot of thinking, issues with thinking. And uh, so when I talk with people about their, um, but how they're feeling and how they're thinking. Um, it's just really, it's a real good connection. It's, um, it's helping them to sort of move us out of where they are and, and come get in touch with um, whatever it is, their past maybe, or something that's going on in their life. And a lot of times you resolve the thinking and you, you rethink and a lot of the symptoms will go away on their own. That's powerful. Sim Symptoms are of the body screaming at you, saying, there's something wrong here. Yeah. It doesn't always end up in pathology. If, if you can get it before it gets to pathology, you're doing really good, you know? Yeah, indeed. You know I mean? So I would imagine that you use a lot of different aspects of NLP, like perhaps perceptual positioning, anchors, using the sub-modalities in order to change our relation to specific memories or ideas that we have about symptoms. How does mixing and matching that with homeopathy create specific changes for your clients? Well, NLP gets very deep and can undo a lot of what we've, we, what we've experienced or change it. Uh, I guess that's the same thing as undoing, but it doesn't feel exactly the same when I say it. Um, NLP is uh, just the, I know for me personally, um, I don't, I haven't always thought correctly, right? So um, I've been kind of programmed to think a certain way. Yeah. And um, so it just, it's more of a, it's not really counseling, it's more, uh, getting getting deep enough that there can be a real change that's what i would say uh, with nlp you can you, yes you use all the different submodalities and and all that but it's it's all integrated together it's if i were to sit and sit and do just nlp with somebody it would be it would feel very different than to do homeopathy and use utilize nlp as a helper for me gotcha so that you are it certainly does 
You, you also do a talk show, is that correct? I do. So what is that show about? That, that it's called Whole Health Visions, and it's on a local cable TV um, network. And um, much like you, I want people to know that they have options that are available to them that they would not normally have yeah. the access to or, or know even exists. Um, many, many people don't know what homeopathy is. They don't know what neurolinguistic programming is. They don't know what cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy is they don't know what that they don't even know what a coach is so i have a show um that is geared towards getting the word out and i'll interview different uh different coaches and different homeopaths different practitioners uh whether it be chiropractor whether it be a, a life coach i've had a couple of life coaches um and um and homeopaths on the show. And so the person sitting at, in front of the TV knows, you know what, this is a practitioner and this is what she does. And she, if, if she can help me, then there's a way to get a hold of her. Or if I have questions, um, it's kind of fun. It's kind of new for me, but it's kind of fun. Uh, two, two of the practitioners that I had on are ecologists. So wow. it's, yeah, life coaches, different, totally different. They do totally different things. Now, actually, one is a cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy coach, and the other is a a, whole, uh, um, a, a coach that talks about um, when we get to 50 and we want to start again. I love that because hey, that's me. So we don't that we. She talks about how we don't um, don't need to sit on the couch. We can start again. We can, our kids are gone. This is not the end. This is a new beginning. And I totally agree with that. So you had them on the local, they actually came on the local show? Yeah, they're local. They're right, uh, one's from Rhode okay. Island and one's from Mass. And there's one more that I want to have on the show. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's really nice to be able to be in a community like Ecology and to find people close to you who are, you know, working along those same lines. Because often yes. out here in the regular world, if you try to talk about life coaching stuff, people kind of look at you like, uh. <laughs> and it's not all the same. There yeah. are a lot of people that, unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that say, and life coach, you know, at the end of whatever they do, and I do life coaching. Yeah. But, and some of these people aren't really life coaches. They just help people, you know, they just want to guide them a bit, but they don't have like a, any kind of training or anything, but they do other things. They're either a massage therapist or, you know, they, but they also do coaching. And so it's nice to have, to know there's a place where you can find someone who's trained to do these things. Yes, that, that is very nice. I, I, I totally agree with you that there is this tendency now that, and I'm seeing memes about it where, you know, don't be an asshole to each other there. I'm your life coach. I think I actually put one on my own life coaching page. And we get this idea that a life coach is just anybody who will kind of listen to you at rates less than a therapist, rather than understanding that there's a lot of training that goes into this career yep. field. Yeah, that's true. And life coaches don't all do the same thing. Some coach, like I said, this, this lady, she's awesome. She coaches women that are over that age and that want a new start and want to kind of help finding, they need some support in finding who their, who their next person is that they are, you know, other than wife and mom. And, you know, the kids are all grown up instead of like the empty nester. She's, they find something else to do that they love instead of 
clock, maybe, maybe you do work at a store, but, or maybe you really want something that you love to do for the rest of your life. That's me. Homeopathy and coaching, totally me. Totally me for the rest of my life. I don't need to retire fully. I want something to do. That's fantastic. I would imagine that homeopathy works really well for women of that age. I'm getting very close to that age where I'm starting to go into perimenopause. And with the hormonal imbalances that come as a result of that change in a woman's life, I can only imagine that homeopathy must be so transformational for that period in a woman's life. It's very good. It helps with the hot flashes and the emotional turmoil, which are connected to each other. They're not isolated. Um, and also, you'll, people will find that homeopaths are trained to, especially a woman homeopath, is going to be trained to help women who um, their diet is off and it's messing up yeah. their endocrine system. And so, yeah. And you know, type two diabetes is part of that menopause and postmenopausal. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things to talk about and a lot of places to go to kind of visit and see why women are in trouble in their menopause years. Yes. The, the author the author of the Hippocratic Oath himself said that food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And I think sometimes we forget in this world where a lot of our food really technically isn't food anymore it's just a chemical conglomeration of things to make it taste good we forget that that has a profound effect on the body it's like putting you know lawnmower oil in your gas tank <laughs> kind of um almost yeah i mean there's a lot of there's if people read the ingredients even on things that seem benign you know like right? if, if you pick up a bottle of salad dressing for That's example scary. which you get this great big beautiful dressing and I mean salad with red and orange and yellow and then they pour soy oil that's been par partially hydrogenated and yeah. and all this stuff and monosodium glutamate all over that beautiful salad yep and then it's <laughs> so high in sodium and you've got all kinds of saturated fats and it just it takes it basically it just removes a lot of the health benefits of the salad that you are eating in the first place when you can mix like coconut milk avocado a little bit of raw garlic salt and pepper and have an amazing salad dressing but because we have this obsession with ease and being able to just walk into a grocery store and pull something off the shelf rather than empowering ourselves to handle our diet and to handle the food that goes into our body we just put all kinds of horrible chemicals into our systems don't we and on our bodies. And I know you're like a, a really, you're really, um, you know your stuff when it comes to putting stuff on yeah. the body too. I saw one of your classes about that. It's pretty good. I'm pretty it's obsessed with everything. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting. It, we, we as a society are kind of like a frog that got put in water that wasn't boiling and then the heat slowly got turned up because we've lost touch with the reality of what we're actually doing to our bodies for the sake of convenience. It's like slowly over time, we've become more and more and more numb and isolated from the actual science behind what we're doing to our bodies. And now yeah. we see ourselves as a society that is fatter than we've ever been, sicker than we've ever been. We now have the first generation that probably will not live as long as its parents or its progenitors. 
and we are blaming ourselves for this and that, oh, my, it's my DNA, my genetics is just off, not understanding. It has nothing to do with your genetics. In fact, science is quickly proving that genetics has very little to do with disease and with the symptoms of disease. It's our lifestyle. It's our diet and not diet meaning, you know, I'm not going to eat hamburgers for a week. Diet is in what the natural foods are that an organism eats. And I would imagine that a homeopath being able to sit down with a client and explain this would like be the absolute definition of empowerment for a client, wouldn't it? Yeah, see, what, what happens a lot, and people don't understand this, is uh, someone will go to a homeopath and they'll say, I have these pains X, Y, and Z, and um, I, I, um, and I need you to give me a, a pill and, and fix this. And, and after talking with them for two hours, I realized that, number one, they eat bread at every single meal and um, in between, and then... Um, they're about 50 pounds overweight, and um, they're, so their sugar is way off, right? Yeah. So there's all these things that a homeopathic remedy might help temporarily, but unless somebody gets things under control overall, it's going to be really hard to really address. And this is just the honest truth. It's very hard to address um, the symptoms if somebody is obese and they haven't yeah. They, and they're not working on their diet and their lifestyle. And if they go to their job and they hate it and, they, and it's stressful and, and they, their boss is mean to them and they go home and they're stressed out really, really hard. So really one of the things that as a coach I try to talk about is authenticity. You yeah. need to find something that you feel good about that you do eight hours a day. You, let's, you know, we've got we've to empower people to make decisions but you can't tell them what to do. You want them to explore. What is it you love, you know? And then when they look in the mirror, how do they feel about that? Do they recognize themselves? Are they the same person that they thought they were? If they don't, they're not living authentically. You know Absolutely. I mean? Oh, so it's very How many women will now say at 40, 45, 50 years old, I do not know that person in the mirror? Yeah. That's tragic to me. And one of the things that I love about a lot of Alan Watts lectures are he talks about how we go to this job where we're getting paid to do something that's so laborious and just tedious to do that somebody's willing to trade money for you to do that job so that they don't have to. And gone are the days where we're actually creating something of value in which our authenticity, our creative powers are invested. We're just going and tapping a clock and it's for money, which in and of itself isn't wealth. It's a placeholder that man has created for wealth. So we create this ladder of, oh, I'm going to get from kindergarten to grade school, then to secondary school, then to high school, then to college, thinking that, oh, once I get out of college, then I've arrived. And then you just go into the career world where it's another set of ladders until you retire. And that's when you're supposed to be able to enjoy yourself. But by then you're impotent, you have diabetes, you're extremely overweight, you're exhausted all the time, you possibly have precancerous cells already in your body. And all of this stuff that you've worked the last 50 years of your life to enjoy is gone in a few years. Wait, most people are living somebody else's dream. Yeah. And that's my book that I'm going to write, Living oh. Somebody Else's Dream. Because... Okay. Um, and I don't care. Someone else can use that title too, but it's true. I mean, how many times have I gone and worked really hard and given everything I had and treated it like I owned the business, made them a lot of money, and then moved on some, to someplace else and did the same thing over and over again? Yeah. And 
some of them, these people couldn't tell me later until later that they appreciated it because they didn't know how hard I worked because they couldn't see it. You know, they just didn't see it. So I, I would I really love to see more and more women doing what they truly love to do. For example, I'll tell you, there's a homeopath who's one of my teachers who, um, and I probably will butcher this story, but it, I'll make it quick. And <laughs> she, um, she was doing, trying to build a business in homeopathy and she was seeing clients, but she couldn't really, she was a single mom, couldn't make ends meet. So she went back to her job programming computers and got cancer. And she, and so she quit that job. She realized that the reason that she did that was for the money and she was not happy. She wanted to do homeopathy. So when she went back to homeopathy, she, she didn't have cancer anymore. It went away. I mean, there's, your body tells you stuff. And if we're not listening, we're listening, we run to a doctor and they squint, you know, it's like, if, if, I don't know if you can picture this, but if you go to a doctor and they give you something, uh, say you have eczema all over your hands, right? And they give you um, cortisone, cortisone cream to put all over your hands. And then they give you some sort of oral um, steroid. You are telling the body, shut up is what you're telling. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Shut up. And so it does, but you know what it does? It's, it's not stupid. It comes out somewhere else, asthma. So, and people don't even link the two. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, all right, so then you get cancer because you can only push it so deep. It's going to come out somewhere and your body's going to scream at you and it's going to give you something that's very scary to deal with. And you don't even realize it's been it's been yelling at you for so long. And home, that's one of the things that homeopathy does is peel the layers, Goes helps you go back. So sometimes with homeopathy, if I, if I give a remedy, I'm going to see somebody get a symptom back temporarily because it's peeling layers. It's going backwards in time. It's like unwinding. It's pretty interesting. I, I, I don't claim to understand why it does that, but it, it does. It, it does. As you can tell, it's working yeah. partly because it's going and, and peeling off layers and those symptoms were there and they, and you suppress them and now they're gone. You know, once you resolve that, they're gone. Pretty cool. Well, thank you so much for being with me here today, Heidi. I really enjoyed it. I just want to take a moment to recognize some of our viewers, Misty, Becky, Monique, Samantha, Andrea, Allison, Lynn. Thank you so much for joining us today and getting in on some of this amazing wisdom that Heidi has to share with us. If you catch this video after we're no longer live, drop us a hashtag replay and let us know that you were here. And if you're interested in getting a hold of Heidi and finding out more about homeopathy and how it can actually help you get out of the world of chemically changing the messages that your body is sending to you and instead start listening and working with your body, her website as well as her Facebook page for her show are both attached to this live. Please contact her, get a hold of her, figure out how she can help you. And as always, guys, you know, we'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place. You know, I love you. We'll see you then.